you for joining us on another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. With me as always, your co-host, Kirk. Hello, hello. How's it going, Kirk? I am your other co-host, Cam. We are with you today, not on the stream, but still on our uh, on our What's Poppin' stees. We're going to be doing that. Stees. I had to find a word because I, I started the sentence in a way that I didn't know where I was going, so I just... Just threw that out there, but we're still, we're still popping it up this week. We had a bit of a scheduling conflict, my fault, and so we're not on the stream. So sorry to all you live stream fans out there, but we're still bringing you what's popping. So you'll still have it on the podcast, you'll still have it on YouTube. All you YouTube watchers, we see you, and uh, yeah, we'll just keep rolling. You know what I think about sometimes when we talk about scheduling, yes, uh, and I just wonder about like for fifteen years from now. Like when people mm. are discovering our podcast and we're on episode 10,000. <laughs> Optimistic, and like, I like it. Right, right. They're like, wow, what a what a disaster that they must have occurred to not be on schedule when we're like super regimented in, in our 10,000th episode. I don't know. Yeah. I just wonder what those future listeners look like and sound like. And uh, how you know surprised they would be to know that it was really just the fact that I didn't remember that my wife had a haircut. <laughs> like, right. like that's the scheduling disasters just that like <laughs> whoops i have to be alone with my kids and do double bedtime and all that and all that <laughs> fun stuff like that's it that's all disastrous um, but it is disastrous sometimes that happens and it's almost always just because i have forgotten something that i was supposed to remember um and and that's that's certainly the case tonight but no big deal we're here it's the day after Halloween, date of recording, November 1st, 2022, All Saints Day, for those who celebrate. Ooh. Does does anybody celebrate that? Forgive my ignorance if you do. I, I It's like one of those things that I know exists, but I have no idea what it means. So, Well, I mean, I celebrate privately. I thought you yes. knew that. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Kirk. Didn't mean to. I, uh, Thanks for being here. Now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, I pushed aside a lot <laughs> to be here. That's why. That's why we're recording so late. You had festivities galore for uh, for All Saints Day, but we're here. Uh, it's Halloween. I always think of um, when when November rolls around. It's sort of it's on in the movie world, you know, because this is like November. You get you get two things that start to occur. The reality that award season is coming starts to become very real and feel very real. You start to see some of those movies that are vying for award contention slip into the theaters, usually late November, you know, mid to late November, all the way through December and then early January. That's sort of like the money season for awards contention. And then the other thing is holidays. Um, both Thanksgiving and Christmas are huge movie watching Holidays, Thanksgiving more so um, lately has become a big thing. I know Disney scoops up a lot of the Thanksgiving windows. I know that um, they're doing a Thanksgiving early release of uh, Glass Onion, Knives Out Mystery this year. So there's been a few right. things like that. So we're, uh, you know, we've been kind of resting on our laurels here, Kirk, just uh, enjoying the spooky season and the, the lack of big releases, but it's coming. It's coming for us. Yeah, I mean, Every the past two weeks, last week, and especially this coming week, I've just been texting you furiously saying, 
Cam, what are we going to watch? There's this, there's this, there's that, yes. there's that. Should we go to like an indie theater? Should we go to just the local Marcus theater? And it's impossible to choose. It's going to be really difficult to line up week to week from here on out. It is. It is. There, uh, just this weekend, there's four movies that come to the top of my head, um, which is Enola Holmes 2, which is dropping yes. on Netflix, Armageddon Time, um, which has uh, Jeremy Strong and uh, a bunch of others uh, <laughs> who I can't remember at the time. Uh, Causeway with Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry drops on Apple TV Plus this weekend. And My Policeman with Harry Styles and Emma Corrin drops on Amazon Prime Video this weekend. Oh um, it's big. It's a big weekend. The Banshees. So. The Banshees, Banshees of, of Inishirin. Uh, that's the new Martin McDonough movie. Is that is that a wide release this weekend? Is that what's not, going on? Not this weekend, but it it is released a little bit. Just a little smidge yeah. this weekend. Yeah. And I wish I was near that smidge because it's, I want to see it very badly. Uh, yeah, I... Likewise. So we've got a lot of big movies coming out. Of course, Black Panther, I feel like, is the one that's really going to ratchet things up in terms of, like, when you think of a holiday blockbuster, that certainly fits the bill. Right before Thanksgiving, huge, probably going to make a billion dollars. I mean, I would I would bet. And yeah. so that's we're getting pumped up for that. But in the midst of all of this, and before we get into all the movies and reviews that we're going to do, we have to talk about the news, Kirk, because the news never stops, regardless of what movies are coming out, regardless of what's happening. The news is always happening, and we've got a lot of news this week, Kirk, so whenever you're ready, let's pop it up. I am so ready. Let's do it. All right, so first, as is often the case... We will start with our friends at Marvel. Um, who <laughs> this is popcorn for Marvel. Yeah, it, it really does feel that way at times, man. And even like being a fan, I mean, you you guys know if you listen to the show, Kirk and I follow it very closely. We tend to mostly in, enjoy the MCU as a lot of people do. Even with that, it's like oh, every week there's always something to talk about. And it's like you almost want to like, I don't know if you get this, Kirk, but like there are times where I'm almost like, can we just, is it possible that we could not talk about that? And the answer is almost always no, because it's never something small. It's always like something colossal, which like, I don't even know how that's possible, uh, but it is. And yeah, I agree. Uh, it's, yeah. it's just, it really wears, wears on me. They just have an incredible, an incredible marketing team knowing exactly <laughs> what, what knife to twist in you to say, you will like this news. Talk about <laughs> it with everyone. Reach Jared. I mean, they Seriously. know it all. It's, it's incredible. The leaks, I think even the leaks are coordinated. I, th I really do. Yes. Like, I think they're like, all right, we're not going to officially announce this, but on whatever day, we're going to slide this over to the Hollywood Reporter and they're going to, they're going to run with it so we can stay in the news cycle. It's insane. It's insanity. Yeah. Like, um, hey, Boris, guess what? <laughs> <that's> There's right. <laughs> a leak. <laughs> yeah. Let's throw this over to the podcasters and, and have them chew on it for a bit. Um, this week, what falls into that category is something that has been rumored. And I know, Kirk, we have posted about it on social media throughout its rumored phase. Um, but the rumors seem to be coming to fruition as both Deadline, The Hollywood Reporter, um, Variety, all of those guys are reporting that Yahya Abdul-Mateen is, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, apologies, is deep in talks to appear as Wonder Man in the Wonder Man series for uh, Disney and Marvel. And it is going to be, I mean, 
it's not officially official, meaning they have not announced it and there's not pen to paper, but it's as close as it can be without being officially official. So yeah, Abdul Mateen, who um, is yet another person to jump over between the major comic book studios coming from DC to Marvel. Um, he actually plays Black Manta in the Aquaman movies. So with actually a really sick costume, I think his costume is, is dope in those movies. Um, and will be featured more heavily in the second one, but he is jumping over to fill the role of Simon Williams, AKA Wonder Man for Disney and Marvel Studios in the MCU. Kirk, what are your thoughts? You know, I mostly credit this to, I believe that Yaya is angry of how he looks uh, in the DC films, because I kid you not, he looks like a completely different actor. He looks shorter in the oh. DC world. I, can't, I I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the whole, the all black suit. I don't know. There's some strange facial hair that he doesn't have in any other film uh, that he's done or, or series. And I think that's what it is. He's like, listen, I'm like seven feet tall. Show me off, man. So if you're not going to do it, maybe Marvel will. I think that's the reason for the jump. I, I genuinely do. Yeah, what was funny, what was funny for me is like when I saw a bunch of people posting uh, another person like Marvel snatches another person from DC or or whatever. Uh, my first thought was like DC. What is, who is he playing DC? And then I was like, oh, Watchmen, Watchmen. Yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> you know, he was. Yes, he was. Spoiler alert, earmuffs. If you haven't watched that series, he was Doctor Manhattan. Um, and then I was like, oh wait, I guess they're talking about Aquaman because <laughs> yep. Watchmen yep. is also DC and much better than Aquaman in my opinion. Um, but yeah, so exciting i think my reaction is this yaya abdul mateen i think is a generational talent i i don't know if i am higher on him than most but i think i think the dude just slays and apparently he's on broadway right now um doing a show uh that i wasn't familiar with it was it's a play not a musical it's a play um but is getting just like insane reviews i was kind of thumbing through them even though i know nothing about the show um and his performance is just being heavily lauded. I loved him in Watchmen. I loved him in Candyman. I thought he was so good in both of those things. Um, even in Ambulance, which I thought was a mediocre movie, him and Jake Gyllenhaal, I thought Yaya was great. And I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was great. I just thought the, the movie was pretty thin in terms of substance. But yeah, um, yeah. He, he's awesome. And I'm excited about this overall. I'm just like Did you find the show? diving into the internet trying to find it. I haven't found it yet. I don't know why. Uh, it's okay. I'll, I'll look uh, it up too. Wait. But I know that um, this character, Simon Williams, is an interesting one. It, it was kind of one of those things where I think if you, if you read the comics and you saw how things were trending toward, like with WandaVision trending toward like, West Coast Avengers, as well as um, Thunderbolts and some of the things that are are happening now in terms of the, the comic storyline, it always felt like we were on a collision course with Simon Williams because of his relationship with Wanda, his relationship to Vision in terms of uh, whenever he gets recreated, they share the same memories um, in his relationship to Baron Zemo in the sense that Baron Zemo is the one who kind of gives him his powers um, we kind of thought that with falcon and the winter soldier when we were rapping about that show um the 
the super people who were getting their powers through the the super soldier serum or whatever was going. I, I mean, I'm like I don't even remember the plot details of that show anymore. Yeah. But all those people who were getting souped up, you know, yeah. we were kind of talking like, oh, Simon Williams could fit in here. Um, so it always felt like this was destined to happen. But now I'm I'm intrigued for a number of reasons, Kirk, because the one person they've con- confirmed for this show, other than uh, Simon Williams, is not. Um, Daniel Bruhl, Baron Zemo, as I thought it would be. It's actually Ben Kingsley. Ben, or, uh, yeah, Ben Kingsley, who plays, uh, what's his name? Trevor Slattery. The uh, fake Mandarin. <laughs> the yeah. fake Mandarin. Uh, that's the one person that they've confirmed. So now I'm just, uh, I'm confused, but um, overall, I'm, I'm ecstatic about this news. Yeah, one more gripe, one more gripe about Yaya being in this role is that again i'm always trying to find a way for us to become part of the mcu yeah uh, always it's as yeah. consultants right consultants or as uh full-on actors and look at look at wonder man's hair in this depiction mm-hmm. and uh later on tonight when you take your hat off i just want you to look <laughs> deeply into your own eyes in the mirror his hair's black Kirk. your hair your hair is black no, it's not. It could be. Well, it's a deep, dark brown, and, you know, it's just one shade away. You've just got... The giant I W, wanna... I have. I should get a shirt like that because my last name starts with a W, and I could just wear exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. I think you should get a tattoo. You know, like, <laughs> Smallville style, where yes. the, the yes. S is, the, like, The weird S thing. In. It's, like, branded I just with think, it. I just think think that uh that this this was your role and i'm a little upset with yaya for taking it mm. uh, because you've got the hair you've got the w scar across your That's entire right. upper body yeah and, if ever there know, was a I role you should step aside if ever there there was a role this could be it um ben Grimm yeah. could probably be another one i could go to i'm just thinking of broad people um but yeah so i, I appreciate that kirk always looking out for me i do think there I will be you. i've already seen a number of like laughing emojis in the comments being like wonder man's not black and i'm just like i who cares I, yeah i'm seriously I, i'm just like <laughs> th- this is the this is the hill you're gonna die on <laughs> like like right th- th- this is the thing you've decided to be outraged about today is that wonder man's not black it's like who gives a crap he could be they could write a comic tomorrow and he would be black and they could name him simon williams and who would care no one i don't think anyone would no actually one. really care it's just like it's the fake outrage that I get mad about a lot of times with this stuff. Whereas like for uh, me, I'm just like, yeah, yeah is awesome. So this is a win. Right. Right. As I've mentioned, when you first brought up wonder man, I said, seen him, don't know about him. Yeah. And I doubt the majority of even avid comic book readers are like, don't touch wonder man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, come on. Like it does not matter. It's going to be exciting. I promise you. I agree. I think also, um, Wonder Man has an interesting arc, I think, similar to other people that we've seen, like the Echoes of the World, uh, the U.S. Agents of the World, who start off on a bit of a mean streak, Yelena Belova, and then uh, end up becoming a part of the Avengers or becoming a part of um, you know, fighting for the greater good. And Simon Williams fits into that as well. So he'll have, depending nice. on how they go with it, I don't know of many comic book storylines other than the one that I'm thinking about right now. Um, where he kind of gets his powers from Baron Zemo and, and works under Baron Zemo for a while. So that's that's what I'm envisioning is like they're, they're going to go that route, but they could come out with something totally out of left field. Either way, 
doesn't matter what the plot details are. I know the show is being showrun by uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, um, who directed Short Term 12 and also directed Shang-Chi and is going to be directing um, one of those new Avengers movies, King Dynasty, I think. Um, so that's exciting to me because I think he's probably one of the best people that Marvel has at their disposal. And uh, yeah, I'm, I overall just feel like this is this is a win. I think if you're a Marvel fan and you don't know who Yaya is, my advice would be be excited. <laughs> it's, Drop it's, what you're doing. Yeah. And go watch every movie he's ever seen. Definitely been in. go watch Candyman. I think he's I think he's so oh. awesome in that movie. And I, I really loved that movie. I have the Funko Pop like right well, somewhere. It was right there. Now it's Crash Bandicoot. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Mm. But <laughs> it's somewhere around here. Um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen enters the MCU. I think this is a win for fans of the MCU. All right, moving on with more MCU. That's right. You thought we were done. It's never done. It's never over. (laughs) And the next one, this one to me is strange. Um, It's Vision Quest. They're making a show called Vision Quest for Disney Plus, an MCU show. Um, I think a Vision Quest is like a thing. Um, Like that sounds really familiar. So it's either like, it's either a movie that has already existed or it's a phrase that people use like i'm going on a vision quest um, we're going on a vision quest a vision quest. it, so- it, it sounds it to me like one of those like like a gimmicky uh game show competition game show from like the late 80s early 90s like oh, it would be yeah. like a legends of the hidden temple type of thing <laughs> they could have like a vision quest game show um that's what it sounds like in my head what was that video game series on Nickelodeon where you played video games and then by the end of it, if you were the winning team, yes, yes, you got yes. to literally go inside the video game. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's that? going to haunt me all night. That's That was fantastic. That game was. But yeah, something like that is what I, it's, it's, it's like just a weird corny enough name to sound like something from like the early 90s to me. Oh. Um, well, well, this is why you're probably thinking of 1985's Vision Quest with Matthew Modine. Oh, That's is it a movie? Exactly what you're thinking of, <laughs> Matthew yes. Modine? Yeah, okay. That, Matthew that, Modine. Yeah, that vaguely rings a bell. Um, oh, perfect, perfect. It's the it's the same plot too. <laughs> a high school wrestler in Spokane, Washington, yes, has trouble focusing on his training regimen when a beautiful <laughs> young woman, who is a drifter, takes up temporary residence at his home. I mean, what vision? Paul Bettany is Matthew Modine. It's the same story. And Wanda. <laughs> It's the beautiful, is young, the beautiful drifter. young drifter. It's all coming together, Kirk. If there's any, I'm gonna go watch that movie when Vision Quest comes out, and I will die <laughs> if there's any similarities. Yes, that would be great. Um, so that's that's interesting. It's such a weird title to me, but things we know about this, which is very little. First of all, we know the title, which is weird. We don't always know the title. They'll probably change it. They they tend to do that. Um, we know that Jack Schaefer, who was the showrunner for WandaVision is uh, gonna show run this show i feel like that's feel good about that right yes yeah um and we know that it's kind of going to be about what you would expect it to be about which is that white vision which is like the the reincarnated version of vision um in the real world is on a hunt for answers about his life and his past and trying to tap into that so Kind of goes yeah. hand in hand with the Simon Williams thing. There are some things in the comics that feel similar to this, so maybe they'll cross over. But Kirk, are you 
ready for more vision content? Are you ready for it in the form of a show? What, what are your thoughts? You know, I, I don't think, I think the show is correct for vision. Mm. Um, if it's all about vision, right? So I would probably prefer white vision to be an antagonist in someone else's movie. Mm. But if there's a lot of meat here and I've heard a couple of rumblings online of possible storylines from the comics that white vision could do. Yeah. Then I'm okay with it. The hardest part is that we've never seen vision even as a central character. He is always a, a, a tertiary character. There's never, he's right. never even second tier and now they're bringing him up. And I don't know if white vision is a better option than, than, you know, vision, vision. This is all very confusing. If you've never talked about vision or knew. <laughs> yeah. Can you like, imagine you've just been like dropped into planet earth and you're like, wait, what, what are we talking he, about? He just said vision 47 times. He said vision, vision. Seconds. What does that mean? <laughs> so I think there's a cool storyline that put that in white vision storyline, apparently from my Wikipedia searching that he grabs baby Kang and may or may not consider killing him in, in one universe. So that, that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's great. <laughs> if that's the <laughs> killing baby Kang, um, I'm I'm digging myself deeper here, but it's, it's going to be something. That's what I, this is a great, a great review. A great that's right. Take. And it's going to be something you heard it first. The more vision we get means the more Wanda we get. And the more yes. the more Wanda we get is good because the the more Wanda means the more Wanda and her kids, and more of that means we're closer to Mephisto. We're still we're still Always. we're still on track for Mephisto sometime in this decade. Um, yeah, I think the thing that worries me about this, Kirk, is like people like the vision that we saw in WandaVision was anomaly vision not the vision so so <laughs> let's just keep let's just keep adding layers to this onion um so that that version of him was more entertaining and more layered because he was like an idealistic version of vision in who came from wanda's head and so even a lot of that like charisma and the things that we come to came to really like about this character in that show will not exist in this version. This version will be void of all of that. Um, so yeah, I, I think they're, I think it can be good. I certainly was one of the people who expected this storyline to be continued in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And after seeing the movie, I'm, glad, I'm certainly glad they didn't try to add that wrinkle into the, the movie based on the direction they went. But I'm with you that I almost feel like we need we need him to appear in a movie at some point as like a, he, he could be an antagonist or he could just be like even a post credit scene or something to tell us like, where is dude at? <laughs> like we have not seen him <laughs> since WandaVision and we've had multiple films and he's just like out there looking for answers. So um, I'm intrigued, but I feel like it's in capable hands with Jack Schaefer. I trust her more than I do most people who have put Marvel shows out there so far because I haven't loved all the Marvel shows, but I did love WandaVision. Um, yeah. So, overall, cautiously optimistic here. Cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's all the Marvel talk I have. So, we'll spare you guys um, any more Marvel stuff this episode. But we do have some other exciting news. Um, mostly some casting news on the new 
A Quiet Place spinoff. I should say the first A Quiet Place spinoff because I think that this could be a thing. Um, they've talked about a couple of different... You know, there have been rumblings about more spinoffs happening, but this one is A Quiet Place Day One, uh, which is an intriguing title based on what we saw in the second movie. Um, but that is that Lupita Nyong'o is going to be starring, uh, presumably as the lead role in that film. It's the first casting announcement we've had about this movie. I do not believe that John Krasinski will be directing this one. I think he's he's out for the spinoffs. But this will be the first A Quiet Place movie to stray from our original family and to stray from John Krasinski as director, though he will be obviously heavily involved in the creative process, executive producing, all those great things. Um, but Lupita Nyong'o taking the bull by the horns in this one. What are your thoughts, Kirk? I want this. I want this so bad. I was so late on the A Quiet Place first viewing literally until the second one came out and absolutely loved it I, I was just so compelling and to get more of this is really really exciting because the thing that that the first two kept doing even in the second one was the delay of the full visual of the monster and then somehow they made that thing absolutely pitch perfect terrifying where yeah Actually, I imagined it less terrifying, so you beat me in my own imagination. So to see more of that, to see uh, it be uncovered, to see whatever kind of family dynamic Lupita has, uh, if any, uh, when she when she is fighting for her life, this is very, very exciting. I'm very excited about this. Yeah, same. And um, even more excited now that I've dug into it more. I remember whenever they first announced a spinoff, before it had been given a title or anything, um, Jeff Nichols was attached to direct and he was the director of um, Midnight Special, I believe, uh, which is a, a great movie. And he left the project but has been replaced by Marcos, Michael Sarnowski, who directed Pig, starring Nicolas Cage, which Ooh. I loved. And I feel like his vision and style, based on my exposure to him, which is that one film, uh, he doesn't have an uh, exceptionally long filmography, but... Based on that, I feel like this is a great fit. I feel like um, that gets me even more excited for the movie. But frankly, like, I don't know how I could be more excited about the movie because, like, in in full candor, I would say that the the second movie had no business being as good as it was. It was no. so good. Like, I didn't have high hopes for that. I was like, okay, this is where it kind of goes off the rails. You know, this is where they try to make too much money out of this thing and it doesn't work and the second one worked so well like unbelievably well that i was like okay yeah do whatever you want <laughs> i don't care <laughs> and so i'm i'm very stoked about this and then you get lapita i mean come on dude is, is there whenever i heard this news i was like there aren't too many people out there that like you hear their name on a on a cast list and you're just like immediately comforted by their presence and lupita is one of those people yes you're just like oh yeah. this is going to be a great performance she doesn't she doesn't mess up yeah just another generational talent that is yeah that we are exactly. blessed to have i mean uh you get the you get these i forget what it's called you know that you have like a relationship with actors that you've never met <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I get I have a lot of those and it's just like you feel this strong connection to them because of their their vulnerability and their ability to share or identify um, different different tacts and different emotions in their 
performances, you're like, oh my gosh, I would, I would feel that. I'm feeling it right now as I'm watching it. Right. And she does all of that. And so uh, I have a, I have a deep connection with Lupita uh, because of, uh, because of watching her. That's all. Like, and it's, it's incredible. It's a weird, insane thing of this world. It is, and it's fleeting too. You know, like every actor that I can think of that I love is like they go through this period this golden this golden age where it's like they cannot miss and like yeah. every single time you see their name on a list you don't even care what the movie's about you're like this is going to be a banger because they're in it and they don't mess up um but that that's that period seems to pass for everyone it just it just kind of does like eventually they take a bad role or they get older and they start taking roles for money or or to relax or whatever i mean there's just always being at, at the peak of your game all the time forever is not really possible. I've yet to find an actor who has accomplished that. So right when in. somebody who <laughs> look at Tom Hanks and his <laughs> accent, <laughs> right? It's like, so when you're in that pocket, when you know that somebody's in their window of just absolute peak greatness, you just have to enjoy it. And I feel like Lupita is one of those people. So she's there. What if she breaks the mold cam? What if she never drops the ball? I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if she was the one to do it. Like I don't know. Like the people who come to mind. Like I thought Amy Adams was going to be somebody like that. Oh man! And then that that hurt whenever she took a couple bad roles and and had a couple bad movies. That that really hurt. And then like I thought um, Viola Davis would be that. Yeah. And she still turns in so many bangers. I mean, even like most recently, Woman King was. She was so good. Uh, but there's some rough ones in there so it's just it's it it's just it's not a bad thing it's just something that happens it's like law of averages but um lupita could be the one to break the mold kirk she could because this is going to be a banger i'm i'll print it print it right now i think like there's just no way this misses no way let me get my typewriter yeah, that's right 2024 <laughs> kirk we're gonna be replaying this audio whenever this movie sucks we're gonna be playing this audio of me being like <laughs> certified banger book it um, so we'll 2% on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> That would be quite a tumble Alright, last up And then we'll do some quick hitters But the last big one I want to talk about Because um, it's big for everybody Maybe except except for us, Kirk Like People had such a harsh reaction to this On social media And I was just like, eh <laughs> Which is uh, <laughs> The Witcher The Witcher, which is the Netflix original series Based on the popular book series turned video game series turned TV series. Um, it is, uh, of course it stars Henry Cavill, which was a big time win for fan casters out there because they, people had been fan casting him as Gerald Arivia for a long time. It's one of the biggest fan casting wins that I can think of outside of maybe the John Krasinski fantastic four cameo in uh, multiverse of madness. Um, because he was a big, he's a gamer. Uh, Henry Cavill plays these games and he builds his own PCs and is yeah. a nerd. Um, and so everybody wanted him to play this role. He got the role. And now Kirk, he's out. After season three, he gone. And he's going to be replaced in season four reportedly, meaning Henry Cavill himself reported it. He's going to be replaced by Liam Hemsworth. Mm. The lesser yep. of the Hemsworths, right? <laughs> Indeed, not the bottom, not the one who. Who is the bottom? Is there a bottom? Up. 
Well, I always forget his name. That's how bottom Hemsworth he is. <laughs> yeah. He is the Hemsworth that plays Thor in the play of Thor Ragnarok and Thor Love and Thunder. You know what? That I would take a- it. I would be the last. I would love to be the last Hemsworth. Like if you're last <laughs> on a list that includes Chris Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth, and you're the bottom, like who cares? Like, right. That would be great. Right. Uh, yeah. Here we are. Here we are, Mr. Liam Hemsworth stepping in. Uh, I think it's really funny. I tried. I did try to watch this show. I watched part of the first episode, yeah, and I fell asleep. And I woke back up before Netflix suggested episode two, and it was just absolute madness happening. Like the room was spinning. Um, the the there was like lights flashing. There was I presume a witch it's just called the witcher uh like maybe falling through the floor or being sucked out of the window and henry cavill is just like yelling at her <laughs> it was just just bad uh so i'm shocked that we got to season three and that season four is green lit that blows my mind especially at netflix right i mean yes. they they act stuff with just no regard for mankind whatsoever i mean they just they're truly like an algorithm they're just like this no longer makes business sense. Goodbye. I don't care if season two ended on a cliffhanger. You're gone. Um, right. But yeah, this has somehow survived. I guess tons of people much must be watching it. I have to admit, I, I have no way. I haven't looked into the ratings info on this, but Nielsen must be reporting like through the roof ratings for this show. Cause to have a season four on Netflix um, for a show that I agree with you, Kirk. I mean, I, I watched some of it now. Granted, I've not read the books. I've not played the game and that's, fine um so I, I always thought maybe there's something i'm missing here but i did not like it i plan on playing the games at some point because i've heard that the third one is like one of the greatest games ever made but that notwithstanding i thought the show was mediocre at best <laughs> i was not impressed by what i saw so i bailed in season one just not interested so how this show will go four seasons with a sizable recast is, I don't know. That's surprising to me. And what's the story? How do they change it? How do they say, ah, yes, the 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 very unique face that you have seen for three seasons <laughs> right. changes to a very different unique face, both chiseled in their own right, but I mean very different features, uh, even with the, the wigs. I just don't... I, I know see it being successful. No, I don't either. First of all, I'm really bad. Like I hate recastings. I, I get, it really makes my skin crawl regardless of what scale it is. Like it still bothers me. Like the incredible Hulk thing in the MCU, the, the roadie thing in the MCU is just bizarre. I, I hate watching those original roles. Cause I'm just like, yuck it's just yeah. it gives it gives you like this weird uncanny feeling that is just gross and to recast the big role the main role it's like dude just pack it up just right. be like oh you're done you're gonna go do superman stuff all right we're done <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a wrap um because that's the reality here too i think that's the story within the story is that you know if Henry Cavill's walking away from this show, which has sort of been the biggest thing that he's been working on for a while now. Um, he's must have full books for Superman, yeah. right? Yes, absolutely. The only way this recasting works is if it's John Cusack and Nick Cage, and that's only for one specific person, which is just you, me. <laughs> I wouldn't even know the difference. They'd be like, people would be like, it's a, t- a 
Simpsons. Did you notice they switched Nicolas Cage with John Cusack? And I'd be like, wait, what? You're they like, did? are you gaslighting me? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be like <laughs> going between frames like, I don't see it. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's true. That's the only recast that would ever work for me. They could switch spots in Con Air and I would have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Oh, Lord. Uh, but yeah, so sorry, Witcher people. I know you were upset. The, the the Cavill stands were absolutely incensed on social media this weekend. I could not believe the outrage. Oh, they no. were like, what? And so many, Liam Hemsworth caught so many stray bullets in this whole exchange. You know, he's just like <laughs> out here doing his job, trying to catch a paycheck, and he's just getting slammed. Like, you're going to replace yeah. Henry Cavill with Liam Hemsworth? Are you kidding? Mm. I was like, man. Liam Hemsworth does not deserve all this shade. No. He really no. doesn't. He's okay. He's, he's fine. Just, you know. It's whatever. He'll be great for an okay show. He's he's an okay <laughs> kind of guy. It'll be that's right true. right in line. <laughs> um, anyway, that's the end of that. So those are the big stories. There are some quick hitters I want to buzz through, Kirk. And if you hear anything here that's like, ooh, let's talk about that. We uh, Just stop me. One is that... A24, the uh, vastly popular indie indie movie uh, and television studio, is developing a Friday the 13th prequel series called Crystal Lake for Peacock. Mm -hmm. Anything there, Kirk, other than the fact that I probably lost you at Peacock. (laughs) (laughs) That's the that's the key word right there. Uh, So, like, I'm I'm trying to think like on. uh, on Tinder, uh, since I thank the good Lord, I've never had to do that. Uh, do you swipe left or swipe right when you want to pass? Left. Left. Okay, I'm swiping left. I'm swiping yeah, left right swipe, now. Swipe left on that. Yeah, I rewatched Friday the 13th over the weekend because it's not like my favorite, but because of the Crystal Lake thing, I was like, oh, maybe I'll give that a spin. I've just never been a huge fan of that series, and I still is just like, eh, not not the best. Not the no. best. Um, Jeff Goldblum is reportedly in final talks, advanced talks, to star as the wizard in John M. Chu's Wicked movies. Remember, it's going to be two movies, um, and Jeff Goldblum is in talks to star as the wizard. Swiping right, that is going to be the brightest spot of that movie. Even when he sings that garbage song, uh, Sentimental Man? Yes, because... (laughs) It will be so bizarre. It will. It will be extremely. <laughs> it will be extremely bizarre, Kirk. Um, in, like, in all uh, the right ways. You know, like right before you're about to vomit when you have the stomach flu, <laughs> and, and you're nothing like, makes sense. <laughs> and you're just trying to keep your head screwed on. <laughs> that's what that's gonna feel, dude. Like. Yes, that's such a vivid feeling. You're like everything around you has been called into question. The whole room is spinning, but you're like, what's happening? Am I, am I dying? Am I getting sick? Am I, yeah. Have I left my feet? What's, what's going on? (laughs) Oh man. That's like Jeff Goldblum in a nutshell. It's like, he comes on the screen and you're just like, whoo, we are on, we are on a trip friends. Um, yeah, I'm down. That's, uh, I'm, I heard that casting rumor and I was like, makes total sense. (laughs) Makes total sense. Um, (laughs) They are reportedly making a John F. Kennedy biopic. uh, A young, they're calling it young John F. Kennedy biopic, which I'm like, what? What does that mean? Um, 
this is according to Deadline, with James Gray set to direct. He was the director of Ad Astra and uh, The Lost City of Z. Does that mean that Brad Pitt will be starring as young John F. Kennedy? I think Brad Pitt is much older now than John F. Kennedy ever was. That is correct. Okay. John F. Kennedy, youngest president ever. Um, yeah, that's amazing. I did not hear that news. That's fascinating. That's absolutely fascinating. Um, that's going to be a hard one to cast. Very hard I, to cast. I wonder what they mean by young. A young John F. Kennedy biopic. Does that mean it stops at a certain point in his life? It doesn't go to the presidency? It goes like... Ooh. It's interesting. It's, it's That'd be cool. Angle. I mean, I could see it right now. The end of that movie has to end with he's about to step onto the stage um, on election night and saying, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, Mr. President John F. Kennedy, like that sends chills down my spine. Yeah, I that's, love that. Uh, we're going to get him in his military days and uh, Senator. This is great. That this could be cool. Yeah, the military stuff could be could be very cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's happening. James Gray is, is more than capable director. So something to look forward to if you're a history buff JFK fan. Um, Kelly Marcel will be directing Venom 3. She served as the lead writer on the first two Venom films and will now be serving as director and presumably still writing the third film. So that's according to Deadline. Sure. Promotion. Sure. Yeah, I mean, great, great for her. I think both of those movies have been mediocre. Would love for them to do more with that because I, I honestly think Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock is pretty good. I, I feel like he is the, the bright spot in the movie, and I thought that in the second movie him as both Eddie Brock and Venom was far and away like the reason you go see that movie and everything else was just kind of blah. So would yeah. love to see them do something cool with it. I, I don't know that they will, but would love it. What about uh, a rated R Venom? I think that might be That should have been the case better. from the beginning. That should have yeah. probably been the case from the beginning. Um, yeah. Also like they had that, they had that post credit scene at the end of Spider-Man no way home. That makes no sense. No. Um, which is classic Sony, just like the Vulture post credit scene at Morbius, <laughs> where you're like, how does it make sense that he's here with the same outfit he had in the MCU, and why is he finding Michael Morbius? And uh, That was the same. Like It was one of those things you know Sony mandated, having Venom, having Tom Hardy post credit scene for No Way Home, and it just doesn't make any sense. Like Why would he be there? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so maybe that'll be tied in somehow. Maybe Tom Holland will appear in Venom 3. I don't know. Um, no idea. But best of luck to, to Sony on their ende- continued endeavors in their Spider-Man universe. Uh, they're making an Alex Cross series, um, which they I, be- I believe they most recently did a movie with like Tyler Perry, who is Alex Cross. Um, those oh, are the yeah. James the James Patterson novels. Um, but the big news there is that Aldous Hodge has been cast as Alex Cross in the series. This this sound this has got to sound like this is Prime Video for sure, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> someone, there's no question. Someone once tweeted that like Prime Video has cornered the market on dad dad television, <laughs> which was like the most accurate thing I've ever heard in my life. And so this has to be this has to be. Oh my goodness, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. <laughs> it's so it's so accurate. Okay. Um this one, Netflix has a Discord bot now that I'm definitely gonna be looking into called Hey Netflix, where you can 
look up films that everybody in your Discord community could watch. Um, it will suggest things for you. You can say what you're in the mood for, a movie, a series. You can say which countries the people in your community are in, and it will suggest movies that you can all watch together. Um, Whoa. And we have a Discord, so I'm just thinking, guys. I'm putting two and two together here. I feel like the maybe watch parties coming in the near future. I don't know. That'd be amazing. It's called uh, Hey I mean, Netflix. We... Hey Netflix. Yes. <laughs> we'll watch The Witcher season four together. <laughs> That'll be the first suggestion. <laughs> With Liam Hemsworth. It's going to watch back all of our episodes and be like, that's the one. They, they love The this. Witcher. <laughs> Suddenly the, the Netflix voice is like a lumberjack, but like a haunted lumberjack. <laughs> Do you remember? Watch the Witcher. This is a deep cut. I don't know if anybody remembers this. Do you remember when Netflix had the Max? Get yes. the Max on Netflix. And it was like a algorithm-driven thing where you could it would ask you questions and it would try to suggest a movie for you. Yeah, but I never used it because I, I was so new to Netflix at the time and then it was gone within a month. And I was so upset. Oh, they got rid of it so fast. Yeah, I yeah. used it. I used it a couple times with a zero percent success rate. I, I like. <laughs> I first of all would just keep running it over and over again until it suggested something that I like vaguely wanted to watch. And the one time I just took its first suggestion, the movie sucked. I can't even remember what it was, but I was like, "Oof, thanks, Max." But yeah, this reminds I think, me. Of uh, that. I think that uh, that engineer was immediately fired after <laughs> watch this is the same this is probably the same algorithm just like <laughs> repurposed into the hey netflix discord bot it's gonna like just remember creative. me and keep suggesting the same movies wreaking havoc across the <laughs> internet i love it uh, next news uh first potential news of the james gunn era at dc uh green lantern that green lantern series we've been hearing about forever that's supposed to be coming to HBO Max. Poor Green Lantern, man. It just never that character never catches a break. Wait, I have my ring. You can't um, see it because it's green on my green screen. <laughs> it's just it. yeah, it's just changing colors. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> I love it's it. Absolutely crazy. But, uh, there it is. but that series is still happening. It's being redeveloped, and here's the kicker: the series was originally set to focus on. Um, a couple of different Green Lanterns, like uh, like Guy Gardner or Alan Scott and a few others. But now we'll focus on Jon Stewart, who yeah. is the the Green Lantern of my childhood from the Justice League series that was on Cartoon Network. All bangers all the time. So good. Jon Stewart is a, an absolute G. Um, so I'm stoked about that. But then, but then there was another report that the budget had been like totally slashed for that show and is going to be much smaller than usual. To no. which I say, perfect solution here, Kirk. Some might hate it. Lower budget, John Stewart. Animation. Ooh. Just animate it. I, like, That's good. Give a little bit less money. Animate the thing. I think it'd be a bop. Adult animated you know series with John Stewart would be so sick. Yeah, honestly, when I was walking through Target the other night, I saw. A, a box, not a box set, but a but a film uh, on the movie shelf of John Stewart Green Lantern. So there must have been a recent release of just like a like a short or a, like a quick special of of him. So that makes a lot of sense because obviously there's enough buzz to put that on Target's shelves. Yeah, which they're lowering down on. This is great. This is retail talk uh, <laughs> with uh, popcorn for breakfast. So I think 
you're on to something there, Cam. I would be dope. I would be first in line with my popcorn bucket ready to go watching that thing. It would be so good. Mm-hmm. Use the use the same character design. Just act as it's like a continuation. Yes. It would be so good. Uh, and finally, Frankie Munez said in a recent interview that the Malcolm in the Middle revival that people have been talking about, uh, there have been rumors about, is a thing, and that Brian Cranston is writing it. Your thoughts on that? Um, yes, no, maybe. I don't know. Can you repeat the question? But, um, nice. Thank you. Uh, that's great. I think Brian Cranston is actually an incredible writer. He, um, he is, it's pretty crazy. People sometimes forget or don't know. He is one of the reasons why the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was successful. <laughs> he was on the crew there. The Blue Ranger is named Billy after Brian Cranston because he went by a nickname of Billy. Like, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So I have full faith in him writing something incredible if that continues to uh, hold water. Did you see the note that Anthony Hopkins sent to Brian Cranston? Did you see this? No. (laughs) Dude, you got to look it up. So Anthony Hopkins recently finished binge watching the entire Breaking Bad series and personally wrote Brian Cranston a note that said that he was the best actor ever. He was like, this is the best acting I've ever seen. He literally said that. He was like, he was calling out everybody in the cast and crew. He was like, this show is an insane accomplishment. I've just watched the whole thing. It was the best thing I've ever seen. Brian Cranston, you were the best actor alive. Like he was literally saying stuff like that. Whoa. Academy Award winner, Anthony Hopkins. So that's insane. (laughs) It's pretty nuts. So you should look it up. It's very sweet. It's like, it's like it would just melt your heart if you received that letter from Anthony Hopkins. Like just so, so sweet. Okay. That's all for what's popping. So we can pop it up one last time. We're going to pop it up just for, we're going to do it twice this week, just for funsies. But before we go, some things you should watch for this week. Okay. Ready for this? There's a lot. One, the white Lotus season two quietly released uh, episode one on the 30th. I did not know that that was coming that fast. I knew that it was happening. I knew that it was a thing. I knew that the white Lotus won a zillion Emmys um, at the Emmys very recently. And that season two was happening. And then they were like, the white Lotus season two is here. And I was like, what? Um, Surprise. So season season two is kicked off. Uh, episode one premiered on 1030. Episode two will be, you know, this Sunday. They're going to keep going every Sunday night. Uh, so HBO and HBO Max for those who are subscribers there. The Dave Filoni run uh, TV series of shorts called Tales of the Jedi that we've talked about a few times on this show is now streaming on Disney Plus as of last week. So go check that out. I have not gotten a chance to watch that because I've been watching House of the Dragon. I've been watching The Rings of Power. I've been catching up on a lot of TV, but that is definitely on my list. Um, We talked about it earlier. Enola Holmes 2 will be streaming on Netflix exclusively starting this Friday, uh, November 4th. Interesting note, they've got that new um, ad-supported tier of Netflix kicking off this week as well. I I think it's this week. Could be next oh, dear. week. They're is saying that, that they, what? Is that when they crack down on all the passwords too, Cam? No, is they said that's going to be more like more like beginning of next year is when they're the going to start. Apocalypse. <laughs> Password apocalypse. Uh, yeah, they're coming for us, Kirk. They're going to get us. They're going to round <laughs> us up. Firing squads, the whole deal. It's not going to be good. Oh, no. It's not going to be good. Um, so hide your kids, hide your wives. It is not. <laughs> they're coming for us. 
Um, but I don't, what I was getting to is that they, the one thing I hadn't heard until recently is that the ad supported tier has some titles that are not available um, that you get. There are certain things that are locked behind, behind a, a paywall uh, for the ad supported tier. So I was wondering if Enola Holmes two falls into that category, but I don't know. I don't know. I hope not for anybody who's hoping to take advantage of the ad supported tier. So you're talking about like, it might be almost like Disney premiere in a way. Yes, exactly. Oh. But not that you would, not that you could pay like a one-time deal, but that you would have to upgrade your subscription in order to be able to watch. Possibly just for that month. <laughs> yeah. Possibly just for one month. If you were just like, all right, there are 10 things that I'm not allowed to watch. I guarantee stranger things is on there. How much you want to bet? Oh, absolutely. They probably, absolutely. That's pretty evil though. What? Uh, that's pretty, that's pretty evil. Um, you know the Witcher's not. They need as many people. <laughs> They're like, you can watch The Witcher. <laughs> Season four coming soon. Liam Hemsworth, baby. Get fired up. Um, <laughs> poor Liam Hemsworth. We're just... Now we're, now we're the bullies. See, we... We are. We, we I was are. like, poor Liam Hemsworth, and now we're just piling on. It's been a recurring bit now. Um, <laughs> other things releasing on the fourth. Uh, My Policeman starring Emma Corrin and Harry Styles. Uh, that premieres on Amazon Prime Video, I think also in theaters potentially, so keep an eye out for that. Yes. And then uh, Causeway, which is Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry, is Apple TV Plus and in theaters this weekend. And tomorrow, 11-2, when this podcast will drop, we will be getting a new trailer for Avatar The Way of Water, a full trailer Um really kind of the first full trailer for the movie, in my opinion, because the first one shows a lot of like textures and, and, and scenic shots, but it doesn't really show anything of substance. So this will be the first time we get some real plot stuff going, I think. Yeah. He's just flexing how good the CGI works in uh, the first one, even without actually taking us completely underwater for the way of the water movie. So whatever, James Cameron, hopefully this one's better. I know the first one did looks, it, it looks so good. So mm-hmm. we'll see, we'll see, but I'm excited about that. We'll be sure to post it on social as soon as it's available. Um, so keep an eye out for that. And that is all we've got for this week. Kirk, we'll be reviewing a new movie next week, probably Enola Holmes too. So set that on your Netflix watch list, but we'll keep you posted. It's a fluid situation. Me and Kirk are actively haggling, about what we will be watching. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Other than that, I want to give a special thanks to our executive producer, Ryan Spriggs, as well as the band Rhetoric, who created our original music. Take a listen to them on the way out. And we will see you later this week for our review of Wendell and Wild. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.